Hey listeners, Morse code here, coming from a different bunker today. In this episode, Josh himself is being interviewed by Chris Bellow, whose bunker I've managed to break into during the night and bug. It was about halfway through the night that I realized I could have just done this in Josh's bunker, but you know, a girl needs a change of scenery. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Motivation Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Bello. Today, we've got Josh Elledge on the show. Josh, welcome. Chris, thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you here. And before we get started, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself real quick for the audience? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I, uh, you know, originally from West Michigan and uh, joined the United States Navy for five years. I was a Navy journalist and, um, you know, I, I absolutely fell in love with that work, mainly from the perspective of I get to serve audiences. I get to bring value to audiences. And one of the biggest influences on my life was uh, a man named Adrian Cronauer, uh, who was portrayed in the movie Good Morning Vietnam. And Adrian Cronauer spoke to our journalism class and he talked about, you know, the, you know, what the, the premise of the movie is he basically got in trouble for, um, you know, advocating for his audience rather than the chain of command. And uh, obviously that factored into his presentation, but just about what a sacred duty we have um, when you have a platform, not to use that platform for bad, but to use that platform to truly advocate for your audience and your audience member truly is at the top of that chain of command. Um, You know, from there, got out, went to college, studied family science because I wanted to be a love doctor on the radio. That's how I thought I was going to fulfill my you know, Adrian <laughs> Cronauer mission. And um, turned out that I really fell in love with internet development. So I became a geek and um, I was always a geek, but uh, you know, that was, that was the, the road that I took, uh, you know, a couple of years in corporate America uh, was hated it. <laughs> I was not good oh, yeah. uh, at uh, working for the man, working in a cubicle. Um, and so um, from there, started a string of businesses. Now, six businesses in a row, uh, I, I started, and all six of those businesses failed eventually. Um, some of them were minor failures, just kind of skated into something else. A couple of them were, were rather spectacular failures. Um, but my seventh business venture, Savings Angel, I launched that uh, in January 2007, and that went on to become a six-figure-a-month company. Um, and wow. I was very, very honored to be able to help consumers truly study and lead on consumer behavior, um, and just helping consumers uh, save money, get hookups, upgrades, you know, that sort of thing, uh, made so well over $6 million in revenue. And uh, I, you know, got all of that with zero paid ads. I built that completely from just being in the media. So being on radio, being on TV, writing a syndicated newspaper column, um, starting a podcast, being on podcasts, um, just bringing lots and lots and lots of value. And uh, about seven years ago, I started uh, you know, teaching this for free um, in our local startup community, working with veteran-owned businesses, minority women-owned businesses, startups, serving on boards, pro bono workshops, that sort of thing. Um, and I realized that I actually learned quite a bit. I, I was actually quite skilled at, at brand building through media or platform. And so today, up my influence kind of, we started as kind of a, you know, more of a traditional PR firm, but today it's really all about driving revenue. So 
you know, so I, I work as, as kind of a virtual VP of sales or as kind of a virtual chief revenue officer. And my job is to grow revenue primarily for consultants, agencies, you know, service providers, B2B, uh, and, um, you know, and, and completely fill their schedule through generosity. And we'll kind of go through some of the elements and we'll break that down exactly. So if there's someone that's, you know, that is in business for themselves or listening to us, maybe they're a service provider, maybe they're a freelancer or whatever. Um, I, I can tell you, if you listen to the rest of this podcast, I'm going to tell you how to make a lot of money today. That sounds great. And that's an awesome promise for everyone listening, because we, like we talked about before I hit record, a lot of people in my audience are looking for sales advice, mindset. It, it's a whole package, right? You can't just be good at one thing and drop the ball on other things. It's kind of like health, wealth, relationships. You can't do extremely well at being healthy, working out, but then you let all your relationships go to hell in a handbasket, right? Mm. So how do we fulfill those needs of our clients, fill our pockets, obviously, with um, you know the money to pay the bills and the mortgages while also doing it in a way that we give back to people instead of just always looking out for ourselves? I recently had, and I heard you talk about this in another podcast, uh, Bob Berg on my show, oh, co-author gosh. of The Go-Giver, right? So I think we're going to talk a lot about that. Go give yourself yep. more. You're holding the book up right there. Yeah. <laughs> that is an incredible, uh, incredible author. And the, the concepts in that book are something that a lot of people still don't really grasp. I'm sure you get bombarded, right? How's your LinkedIn inbox right now with uh, people trying to pitch it's, you? It's stuff? ridiculous. Yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> you know, they um, LinkedIn sales navigator kind of put the kibosh on friend requests. So it's better yeah. than it used to be. Um, now, if you're a marketer that was relying on that, well, sucks for you. Um, it's a, right. it's a bad situation, but, um, you know, it was just, it was unsustainable. Um, what, what it was like before, um, you know, today, but that's our email boxes. That's our, you know, that's my Facebook newsfeed, you know, Facebook just thinks that I want to see ads every third post. Um, <laughs> and we don't consumers yep. are bombarded. We're swimming in ad messages. We're exposed to over 700 ad messages or brand messages every single day. Um, and so as a result, if you understand where consumers' brains are today, consumers and everybody is a consumer have never been more resistant to being sold to. So, uh, you know, if your aim is just to pay money uh, and be sloppy and uncaring about how you communicate with other people, or you're just Machiavellian and, you know, sliding into DMs, inviting people into Facebook groups so you can back backdoor them, you know, on some kind of offer or whatever. I'm sorry. It's just not going to, it just doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work. You know how right. frustrating the experience is. And uh, there is a better way. Yeah. But, and, that's I, and I'll tell you, Chris, I want to let people know that yeah. it's not your fault. Um, you've just been sold a bill of goods by a bunch of marketing gurus out there. And uh, right. those marketing gurus have gotten plenty rich by promising you quick and easy riches by following some uh, mechanical system that you could put your riches on autopilot. Um, but the reality is, you know, uh, it, it just takes a little bit more, um, particularly if uh, your offer is maybe a little bit higher value. So to my freelancer friends out there, agencies, service providers, that sort of thing, um, you definitely can't automate big ticket sales. Yeah, and that's a great point to bring up because I like how you said we've kind of been lied to in a way because we've seen so many of the ads of people selling the dream is what I've, what I've heard people <laughs> refer it to, right? They sell the dream, they kind of teach you a little bit or you go to their little two-day free conference or $100 conference and they just let you know enough where you're interested and you want to pay $20,000 for the full year of coaching or whatever, yeah. right? And yeah. so what you said there as well, high ticket sales, you can't just automate that. There's a, there's a couple more things that have to be done there. Uh, yes. So very good point there. And it's incredible too. I was going to say, um, 
how you scaled up your last business with, you said zero ad spend, just relationships yeah. and connections. So can we talk about that a little bit more? And of course, I know you're going to share maybe like three or four steps or whatever, right? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, and I want you to know too, um, be, be very skeptical of me. <laughs> be very, very skeptical <laughs> of everyone. You deserve <laughs> to. And anyone that says it's going to be easy or that they've got the secret, um, just take it all with a grain of salt. Spend mm-hmm. your time, do your due diligence. If they put everything behind a paywall, move on to the next person, please. Um, yeah. Because there's so much information that you can get for absolutely free that it just, it's it's silly that someone says, well, if you pay $7, I'll you know give you, grant you all the secrets. Like, just move on. Every Everything's on YouTube. Everything's in podcasts. Everything's on social media. You can learn this stuff for free, um, you know. And when you get good and comfy, and that trust level, you know, now is at a ten, right? Then by all means, you know, engage if you feel like you know this is someone that you can really lock arms with. So I just want to put that out there, um, you know, because again, um, there unfortunately there are a lot of snake oil salespeople. And what I've learned, Chris, is that time will promote or expose you. And, um, you know, when I say time, I don't necessarily mean, you know, days on the calendar. I mean, the more that you are spending time absorbing someone's content, you will, they will absolutely reveal who they are. You might hear one thing that they say and go, whoa, wow, that was kind of out of character, but they just revealed themselves. So someone who truly has your need at heart, they're going to be fairly consistent right? Or you might hear the way that they talk about their customers in a, you know, disparaging kind of like, you know, they're just numbers kind of way. Um, that should be a red flag, um, right. you know, in terms of like what's in their heart, right? And and I would say two things, right? Number one, you want someone that you, they are absolutely, their messaging is consistent. They, they are a giver. That's number one. Number two, did they do the deal themselves or are they just a guru at being a guru, right? <laughs> right. And, um, you know, it's like, oh, well, I've read a bunch of books. And so now I'm going to sell you this thing because I've just consolidated all this information that I got from books and YouTube videos, right? Stay away from those people. They haven't done the deal. Um, stick with people that have credentials that they, they've they been through the school of hard knocks because what I know, Chris, is that experience, there's, there's many ways that we learn, right? There's four main ways that we learn. There's activity, there's learned knowledge. Someone who's listening to me right now, you're getting learned knowledge. You're learning from me, but you haven't tested it. Okay. Then there's activity knowledge. Activity knowledge is 10 times more powerful than learn knowledge. Arthur Schopenhauer said, do the thing, have the power, right? When you experience something, it's so much more memorable. You know, we think about, um, you know, the Pythagorean theorem, which you may have memorized versus your first kiss. Okay. Um, Chances are you remember your first kiss. I don't know if you remember the Pythagorean. I don't, (laughs) (laughs) but I I hear it's important. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's, um, so that's important. Um, And then of course there's modeling knowledge. You know, you find someone you're like, I want the same results, just do what they do. Um, And which is why I think it's really important that you work with someone that's done the thing because they're not just teaching you theory. They're teaching you practice, right? They've done it themselves and not just selling the thing that they're selling you, that they've actually been out in the trenches um, doing the good work. And then finally, um, you know, number four in terms of like how we learn uh, is going to be uh, teaching knowledge, right? And so this is when the student becomes the teacher. And I, Chris, as I teach, I become, it reinforces my own philosophies. I become much more passionate about what it is that I believe in, what I know uh, needs to happen. And, uh, you know, a lot of what, what, spurs me on is the urgency that that exists out there right now. I don't want people um, 
first off, marketers will flock to every good idea until they ruin them, ruin it. Um, I, what I want to do is what I'm, again, what I'm going to explain, I don't want marketers to ruin it. So that's why we need to begin with this foundational, fundamental, your heart has to be in the right place or you're going to ruin it for everybody. Um, And it's not going to work if you're not in integrity anyway. But I just want to share all of that first before we get into kind of the three elements of what you need in order to be incredibly successful, particularly again in the B2B world and particularly if you sell uh, high ticket items. And when I say high ticket, I'm talking four or $5,000 on up. People may, that's not high ticket. I don't care. That's my definition of what high ticket is. All right. You want to come up with a different definition for high ticket, by all means, I'm going to say it's $5,000 on up. But uh, if you think it's $1,000 on up, or if you think it's $25,000 up, cool. I'm going to say five. Okay. That's a perfect baseline too. So thanks for letting us know. Because there's, you always see the packages, right? I mean, I'm thinking of different conferences you go to, the digital one, maybe it's $97 or $997 for VIP, and then $1997 if you want to have dinner or whatever, right? So $5,000 and up is what we're talking about uh, for high ticket. And then the thing I wrote down here too that I just wanted to uh, put an emphasis on is time will promote or expose you because Yes. yes, it is very difficult. Over time, people are going to start to see who you truly are and are you in it for the money or are you in it because you are truly passionate about it? You can fake it for a little bit, but you can't fake it for three to five you know, plus years unless you're an extremely awesome con man or something, right? But mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part, people are able to quickly see that. And it's important as well for us to not really take advice from people who have not accomplished the things that we want to achieve, right? Because yeah. they're kind of doing the same thing we talked about before. They're teaching you stuff that they compiled from other free resources. They haven't actually done it themselves. Yeah. Um, so awesome. I'm excited yeah. to, di- to dive into this. Yeah. And, you know, and one other thing I'll just point out and, you know, my, my very unique um, point of view and kind of experiences in this is, um, you know, with 2000 media appearances, you know, 700 of them on TV alone, you really can't fake it on TV. You have to be a pretty good actor to pull one over on people. Most people are so much savvier than most uh, marketers believe them to be. And this will be something that I'll probably repeat another time or two um, is, is that there's, uh, unfortunately, in the marketing world, a lot of gurus just treat audiences like dummies, right? And, yeah. oh, we're going to put this tripwire on. They're not going to, you know, it's like you just have to be very authentic and honest with people about, you know, who you are, what you're doing. And if you're not, or again, you know, if you're doing a video and your motivations are not in alignment, you're out of integrity with what you're saying. You cannot fool people. They will feel it. They may not be able to articulate it, but there's been so many times that, you know, say my wife and I are watching a TV show or maybe, you know, at some point we were watching reality TV or something like whatever, right? And so we're like, hmm, I don't like that person. Yeah, me neither. What is it? I don't know, right? It's part of that, right? And so in media training, my job is to watch folks on their TV segments and then slice and dice and break it down like body language, you know, tonality, energy, Words are actually the smallest part about that, um, but those are important. Uh, but all of that stuff really, really matters. And again, you're not fooling nobody today. Right. People, their radars are, at, you know, finely tuned and they can detect if yes. they see something that seems sketchy, they're out, right? This happened to me the other day. A friend sent me to a landing page and was like, hey, check this out, free preview. And it was like kind of a sketchy page, didn't seem to have any credibility. It was like from another country and you had to put in your payment information for the free preview. And I was like, now, uh, this isn't that important to me. I'm just going to skip it. Right. So yeah. that's a perfect yeah, example. Absolutely. <laughs> 
But all right, three elements to be successful in these high ticket sales. Let's jump on yes. into it. Okay, so here we go. So number one, and, and, and we've talked about this before, we've already been talking about this, is that you absolutely must have the foundation of generosity. And yes. that, must con- that must be, um, uh, you know, in a, that must be communicated everywhere, right? So if one of your values, one of our core values is democratization, we truly believe that everybody has a message that could positively impact the world. That's our fundamental belief about my influence. And so we believe that everybody has access to this information. That doesn't mean that I give my time away for free. I can't do that. I just don't have the bandwidth to do that. That doesn't mean that I need to spend, you know, thousands of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to my team to be able to do stuff for free for every person. But there are ways from a systems basis, you know, or a content uh, basis where I can do one to many. Um, being on a podcast, for example, is a way that I can give away content for free and I can give away my absolute best stuff. Okay. I, I don't do that thing where it's like, you know, I, it, now I'm limited, constrained by time requirements of like, you know, just how deep I can get into this sort of thing. But there's nothing, there's no secrets uh, that, that I'm not, I'm going to tell you everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so people will know if you're truly generous with your time and your content and your wisdom and your experience. And, and I really like that. And I think that as, and I, I want to inspire other people that have done well in business, start giving more away for free. Um, stop requiring, uh, you know, uh, you know, like you just said, like, you know, $7 and 49 cents, you can have my tripwire. Pro- no, <laughs> no, thanks. I'm moving on. Right. Just go ahead and give it away. What are you afraid of? Right. You'll do okay on the back end if you truly work to build proximity with that uh, that audience member. And um, and we'll get I'm going to don't remind me about that. Ask me about uh, proximity and familiarity um, because after this, um, because I want to make sure that we really hit that very, very hard because that's really what it's all about today. Um, So number one. You have to lead with generosity. This is one of the three legs of the stool, right? Um, Number two is uh, it's just a reality that you will be judged mercilessly and superficially uh, based on your perceived authority. Authority is everything today. So, Chris, you even said it. So I go to this dude's website, I look around, and it just doesn't seem like you know, there's not a lot of indicators of authority, right? right and what are indicators right. of authority? Media logos, yep. um, clients I've worked with, um, testimonials. Um, you know, a, you know, a, if I do a vanity search on, you know, uh, you know, someone's name, what comes up? You can Google my name, and and I can tell you what's going to come up. Right. <laughs> there was a Josh Ellidge who was a contestant on The Bachelorette. <laughs> Man, I, I, I was doing so somewhere. good until that guy came along last year. I dominated the Josh Elledges <laughs> on uh, on on Google. Um, but he he got uh, booted out in the first episode, I believe. So he, uh, he which is a nice guy. I've actually connected with him. So that's funny. Uh, but yeah, I met another Chris Bellow as well, who was actually an insurance agent in my market. And he's like, hey, everyone, all my clients are asking me if I got into real estate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. But he's like, domain, um, so. I'm thinking of like, I, I think I may have there. Isn't there like a, a Chris Bellow who's like launches out of like 
Um, no, there's you. There's, I think there's uh, an artist. I've yeah, there's one that like he was on AGT, um, but it's that's not the right name. And he launches out of like uh, rockets and stuff like that. Oh, but I'm not sure. But Bellow the Magnificent cool. or something. <laughs> oh, it's Bellow Christopher. Oh, wow. Okay. What is it? Bellow Christopher AGT. And wow. I don't know. Maybe, maybe be- not. I, I, I'll, I'll think of it later. <laughs> That's too funny. So, oh no, it's Bellow guy- Knock. No, I was so off. Okay. Bellow okay. Knock. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So again, generosity is number one. Two. Number two is authority. People yep. are going to check you out. So what should you do? If you understand the kind of stuff that you look for, before you decide to engage with somebody, okay, what, what are the things you do? You do a Google search, you look at their website. Maybe you look at the signature. If you're going to cold email people, good luck with that. Uh, but you better believe people are going to look at your signature and say, who is this? Who is this Josh Elledge guy, right? So yeah. I'm going to design my signature so that you know, okay, this guy's legit, right? And another one would be your LinkedIn profile. How much time have you spent to max out that platform? Um, My recommendation would be that you spend about two hours a week just dedicated to improving your authority. Maybe it's a profile on, um, you know, some directory or something like that. Um, You should hire VAs to, uh, you know, people who are not going to embarrass. They're going to do a very, very good job at this um, to make sure that you're listed everywhere that you need to be listed. You know, do you have a knowledge panel on Google? Do you have a Wikipedia article? Some of these things are going to be a little out of reach initially, right? Um, Are you on IMDb? Are you, you know, uh, do you have reviews on uh, Yelp or, you know, Facebook page, you know, what, can you get more reviews? What, what can you do to, um, uh, to, to solicit more reviews? Um, you know, these, these are all things that are going to move the needle. So what's going to happen, right? Is we all do this psychologically. Um, we're looking at somebody and we're trying to make a decision as quickly as we can. And we do this because we're bombarded with ad messages. And so we have to try and suss people out as quickly as possible. And mm-hmm. it's unfair it's superficial, but it's the way that we work. Someone might be cold emailing me and they might actually might be the great, that might be one of the greatest opportunities I'll get all year, but because they cold emailed me and we don't have a relationship yet. And there's no indicators that this person is someone that I really should be spending my time with. I'm going to unfairly say, mm, sorry, you know, I just don't have time because meanwhile, I'm trying to quickly delete, you know, 40, 50 other emails out of my inbox. So that's just the reality of the world. So you're going to have to spend time and just work on that. Should you have a media kit? I'd recommend it if you want to be a guest on in the media. Um, you know, again, really spend some time on your about page, your bio, your headshots. Your, that's an easy one. And that's matter of fact, that's one of the easiest things I think you could do is you could take your, your headshot that you have on, on all your social media profiles, um, go to a website. And I'm, boy, I'm not going to remember it right now. Um, but there's a website that you can upload your headshot you could use it for like dating, business, or social, and people will rate you on the quality of your headshot. If you go to my YouTube page, uh, I actually, if you go to youtube.com slash up my influence and you scroll back last year, I did a video sorted by popularity. You will find a video I did about business profile image secrets. Watch that video. I spend 16 minutes and I, I mean, it's, 
it's absolutely everything you want to know about, um, you know, how to make sure that you have an absolute incredible uh, headshot because that headshot follows you everywhere around <laughs> yeah. the interwebs. Very yeah, true. That's like my, I think my fourth most popular videos. Go, go watch that video. And then I'll let you know what that free service is. You can upload your, <laughs> your headshot to. I did not even know about that thing. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's free. You know, you just go and you vote on a bunch of other people's and then you'll get crowd info and um, people will let you know. They'll let you know. Um, but listen, that matters. Okay, here's the thing. that Your typical potential client is never going to let you know why they didn't engage, why they didn't opt in, why they didn't subscribe, why they didn't email you back, why they didn't DM you back. They'll never let you know. Um, I'm telling you, it's because you, you passed, you failed the smell test. Yeah. And so you, you have to pass, you have to, you just have to pass the smell test. So again, generosity is number one. Number two is authority. And I could, I could spend hours talking, talking about, about authority and that's my background. Okay. Then finally, number three is you need to leverage platform. Platform is the greatest gift that all of us have access to. I don't care how new you are in business, you have access to platform, right? So at the beginning, your platform may be small. If you start a podcast, you're going to start off with just a few listeners, right? It's your mom and <laughs> yeah, that's about it. So, but here's some secrets. Here's some things you could do. Um, there are Facebook groups that you can join. And if you, maybe there might be some rules where you have to engage a certain amount first, um, you know, uh, maybe you could join a subreddit and you might be able to go live there. You might be able to go live in this Facebook group. And the Facebook group is filled with people. Now, as long as you're providing value and you're abiding by the community rules, okay, here's, here's one thing that I did. There was, uh, my wife and I recently went to a conference and uh, there was somebody there. I'm a nobody. Like, this is not my world. I, but there were a couple of people that I wanted to build a relationship with. And so how do you build relationships with somebody? Well, um, if they don't know you from Adam, um, then you're going to have to somehow, they, they recognize, so here's the thing, right? We all know that we're combi the combined average of the five people we hang around with most. So yep. if you have someone that's looking to increase their authority within a certain area, and I'm a nobody, they're going to look at me and go, who are you? Who are you? Right? right. Exactly. So um, now what I was able to do is this was uh, the gal that was running the conference. Right. And, and mainly all I wanted to do is, you know, it's just hoping that I could, number one, just do something nice because I love doing nice things for people. But number two, I was thinking, well, hey, it might be good if she knows who my wife is because my wife's one of the speakers, whatever. And if it leads to who knows, right? Uh, here's one thing. Here's another thing. Um, quit being so specific with your asks. Um, yes, yes, yes. You might want to sell that thing, right? But be open to the fact that there might be something way better. Be open to the fact that where you plant your seeds is not necessarily where you will reap your harvest. But one thing I know for sure, boy, I'm, I'm channeling uh, Oprah. What I know for sure <laughs> is, um, is that when you lead with generosity and when you're just a nice person and you do nice things for people, particularly, I mean, you don't, for everybody, right? Because yeah. you never know where that leads. And I think anyone who's been in business any amount of time has had that experience. When you get someone that contacts you out of the blue, you're like, well, how did we connect? 
like, oh, well, so-and-so introduced me to you. I don't even know so-and-so. How did they can, how did they know to introduce <laughs> right. you to me? Well, you find out and all of a sudden it's like, you know, six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing. <laughs> and it's because you did something nice. For, I just had this happen. $25,000 client enrolled last week. And I'm like, I, I don't even know the person you're, uh, no, no, they, I did know the person, but I hadn't talked with them in like four years. years. Yep. It's amazing. And just, just keep on doing nice things for me. So anyway, um, so I went live to a group that I knew that she and I were both a part of a Facebook group. And I okay. said, and I just went live with my phone and I say, tell us how things are going here on the ground, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's like, you know, tell me, you know, what's the, you know, what's the event all about? You know, how do people get tickets? And you got to think about like, what does she want? Right. She wants to sell more tickets. Right. And so if you go to an event organizer and you're like, you know, like I've got dear friends and without asking, ah, can I be a speaker? Cause everyone does that. Yeah. Cause everyone's just looking up for number one, but instead it's like, what can I do to support them and promote them and do nice things for them? And maybe I don't have an ask anytime soon, but I save my asks, right? <laughs> save your ask. Right. Um, and, and, and at some point, you know, I don't want to be like, you know, the Godfather, um, but you know, it's good. There's someday there may be a, you know, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> there may be a favor. But, yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? Right. Um, just save your asks, um, you know, save it for a rainy day. And if you got nothing that you need right away, awesome. Because that's one thing that everybody does is if you reach out to me cold, one of the very first things I'm going to do is I'm going to say, what does Chris want? And we <laughs> right. all What's do that it for me. Yep. What? Yeah, exactly. And so if you can um, let someone know, it's like, yeah, I don't really need anything. What can I do for you? Like, I'm good. Like, I'm really busy doing my thing over here, but I love what you're doing. And I just want to support you. Right. And it's it. And there really is no ask at the end. What have I just done for that relationship there? Like, that's like, Josh is someone that I can trust. And, yes. and that's, you know, and, and that's what, what an amazing position you could put yourself in. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, I mean, boy, <laughs> there's, there's so much more I could do on this, but um, so in terms of platform, okay. Platform gives you the immediate opportunity to lead with generosity with about anyone that you want. If you have a podcast, um, then, you know, you could decide who you want to interview. Uh, that's your, that's your, you're the host, right? Yeah. And so why not be very thoughtful about who you interview, not just about building the audience, because that's what you want, right? But, but who can you plant seeds with and just do nice stuff with and try to show up in their life and go over and above, over and above you know, on your generosity to that guest? What do you think could happen? Now, I've made some great friendships as a result yeah. of now recording nearly 1,000 episodes of The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Chris, it's all I do for, for marketing. It's all I do for sales. It's all I do for growth. I mean, we have social media going and stuff, but me, that's all I do is I just, every week, I interview about 12 to 15 people every single week. And I build 12 to 15 new, amazing relationships. Takes a while to get up to that speed. And some people, like especially podcasters, are hearing what I just said. And they're like, <laughs> they just fell out of their chair or they yeah. did a spit take or something like that. Like, how on earth do you record 12 to 15 episodes? What else are you doing? 
That's what you're doing. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you spend your time with? Why wouldn't you talk with potential partners and influencers and amazing, successful people? Why would right. you spend your time just hanging out in, in the audience? Why not just dominate your platform and build tons of relationships? So I, if I record, listen, if I record 15 episodes, which is how many I schedule, right? So 15 is seven and a half, either 30 minute episodes, that's seven and a half hours of my time. I don't do my own editing. And at the beginning, if you have to do that because of budget or whatever, yeah, it's just, listen, it's just going to take you some time. Okay. Yeah. But when you're consistent, okay. And I'm not going to tell you that I have, you know, hundreds of thousands of listeners. I don't. All right. I, I, I you'll probably, I think my typical episode is about a thousand downloads. Like it's not that big, um, but it's, it's irrelevant um, because uh, I'm leveraging the platform to invest in this relationship and yep. do something nice for somebody else. And if it turns into a sales relationship, cool. If it turns into a partnership relationship, cool. If, um, you know, I can do something else nice for them. I've, I can't tell you how many books I, I, I buy so many books from guests that I've had on the podcast and I read them all, especially if they're audiobook. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, listen, that's a great business model and get really, really good at, um, you know, at, at leading with, um, you know, this confident generosity. Like I am here, I have a mission to do. I have purpose in what I do. And I'll just say this, I'll close with this, Chris, because I, I know there's a few things we need to get to. Holy crap, this time's going quickly. Um, <laughs> is, this is all good stuff though, please continue. Yeah. Um, when you are in business and you are obsessively focused upon sales and revenue, I get it. I've been there more times than I care to, uh, you know, than I wish I, I needed to. Um, but I know what that's like to be stressed out of your mind when it comes to money. Um, and my, listen, money issues still, like if you're growing or you're shrinking, you're going to have cash flow issues. Like yeah. those things still happen. And, and don't anybody, don't let anybody lie to you. Everybody has cash flow issues from time to time. And anybody who says that they don't, um, they're just trying to keep a facade. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> let me tell you how to make that whole thing a lot easier. When you wake up in the morning and your first thought is, um, and this is my exercise. This is, I don't do a whole lot in terms of morning ritual, but I do this. Before I look at my phone, before I go to the bathroom, before I go to the shower, go, go get espresso or whatever, right? There's, there's three things I do. Um, I think of what am I thankful for? And I come up with three things and I just think about, well, why am I thankful for that, right? And I do that. It takes me, in most, most of the time, no more than like 30 to 60 seconds, that's all I do. I'm telling you, that has absolutely been one of the biggest hacks in my life in terms of um, making sure that my emotions are where they need to be. When your feet hit the ground and your first thought is, who am I going to sell to today? Business is hard. And that was just a swear word right there that I moved out for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Business is hard when you obsess on who am I going to sell to every day? Yeah. When you is. wake up in the morning and you're like, what value do I get to give? What good do I get to bring into the world? Who do I get to serve today? What lives do I get to change today because of my very unique experiences and background and my particular set of skills, right? That, that sort of thing. Um, business, life is easier. It just yeah. really is. You will find yourself in the flow much more easy. I don't have the esoteric answers or the spiritual answers for that. All I know is that it works um, and you will be happier. And guess what? You'll attract a lot more money. Absolutely. Because people will feel 
no desperation in your breath. If you're in sales, you have to sell for your company and people know you need to sell for your company and you need business, it's hard. When you don't need to sell and you're like, and, and that's truly your energy, like, again, you got to make sure things work. I'm not saying don't be a dummy with your money or whatever like that. I mean, you got to make, you got to make the money, but you can't, you, you can't, you can't, you can't let people, you can't let that permeate your energy. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, if you got to take a part-time job or whatever to make sure the bills get paid, do that. Don't put yourself in a desperate position. Been there, done that. It sucks. It does. And your energy is super contagious. People can get, I mean, like we talked about earlier, their radar is finely tuned. They can get a read on, are you just trying to make the sale? Are you just in this for yourself? Or do you really care about my best interest and what's best for me? Yep. And it's so funny how that works when you act desperate and you have the commission breath for the sale, people are repelled by that. But whenever you don't truly need it and you're like, Hey, I'm good. Whether we work together or not, you know, it's not going to kill my business. I'm not going to be able to uh, I'm not going to miss a mortgage payment next month if this deal doesn't close type right. of thing. They know that you are in it for the right reasons and that your best interest or their best interest is at heart rather. Uh, and that goes a long way. Referrals, more business, multiple transactions. It's really magical. I see this yeah. all the time in real estate with my clients as well. Yeah. You know, I, listen, I, I mean, it's just, we have over a hundred high ticket clients now um, awesome. without my influence. Um, it's e much easier to sell today. Oh yeah. And even, even when we launched this new product, even though I was successful in other areas, um, it was harder. It was just hard. You know, my conversion rate now is pretty, it's, it's really high. You got it well dialed. <laughs> because no one can argue with the fact that like, well, no one else is buying it or blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. no, people are buying it. Whether or not you want to get on the train, like we're still headed to Albuquerque. So <laughs> yeah, you're, it's up to you if you want to jump on board. We'd love to work with you. If you don't, that's totally cool too. Yeah, it's almost and like the, you the don't, close. Oh, and you don't do the dumb stuff of like trying to sell to people that it's not a fit for. Like, don't <laughs> right. don't sell to bad clients. Like, you know, or you know, you could tell that it's not really a fit. Stop selling. Like, I had one guy. Like, you know, I kind of mentioned, yeah, well, you know, we could we could potentially work like this. You know, if we did work together, this how I'm working with all these other clients this is kind of what we're creating there. And he started talking about something else, like his affiliate program. And like, well, and I would just clearly like I've done this so many times. I'm like. Oh man. So it sounds like you're really just looking for affiliates. I'm in a really weird position where I can't do that. Like I just, mm -hmm. I'm in a, you know, and I blame myself. Right. I was like, Oh man, I'm just, I'm a, I'm freak. not a good fit. Right? Yeah, no. And I wouldn't be able to do that, but listen, I am so thrilled for blah, 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 blah. And how I can support you or whatever like that. And like, like, I'm not going to try and push a wet noodle you know, it's like, you know, it's either, you know, what, what one thing that you'll learn, you know, in sales is that some will, some won't. Um, and, you know, some add so what, and I, I don't think that's necessary, um, you know, unless you need that for your own bruised ego, but it's like, you want to work with the willing and you also want to work, um, you know, you, you want to go where you're celebrated. So what, what I found is that, um, you know, if I'm selling big ticket, which I do, and again, our ALV, you know, our average lifetime value or one year value, it's about $25,000 when we, when we engage with somebody over the course of the first year. Um, I don't sell to $500 clients. Um, that's not a good use of my time. It would be very, very frustrating. So it's very important for me to make sure that I'm in the right room. Yeah. And so how do you get in the right room? Well, again, law of averages, you know, if you want to get onto 
It's like um, in the movie Finding, I used to use this example. It's a little dated now. Finding Dory. Um, and I don't know if you've even seen this movie. Just uh, like Finding Nemo, ago. which is one of the greatest <laughs> movies ever made. Uh, and so uh, Gerald the sea lion is my, that's my spirit animal. He's a goofy, <laughs> like Google Gerald the sea lion. That's me. That's my spirit. It's completely dorky, completely, you know, awkward. Um so he wants to get on the sea lion rock and the other sea lions are mean and they won't let him on. The only one time that he's able to get on the sea lion rock is when they go, Oh, Gerald, go and get us that bucket. And so and he goes and gets the bucket. And because he goes and he does an act of service, they let him on the rock. So the rock. Yeah. this is the secret serve. If you want to hang out with people like, let's say just honestly in business on a scale from one to 10, you're about a three, you're a little bit newer, whatever. And you want to work with someone that maybe has a bigger audience, maybe has, you know, more indicators of success and more indicators of authority or whatever. Look, they're going to be able to figure that out really quick. You've kind of figured that out really quick. You need them more than they need you. So the way to spend time is service. You just got to do something nice for them. Find out what they really, really want. Listen, I've done a ton of media kits. I've done a ton of um, LinkedIn profile makeovers. That was a skill that, listen, I know how to do that. I've done those things for free with for some very successful, like A players, like in our space. And as a result, I didn't ask for anything, um, especially at the beginning. Um, Now, did the thing, they were like, man, that was really cool of you, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward four months later, I meet them at a conference. I knew they were going to be there. And so I talked with them and I'm like, hey, did that work out for you? They're like, yeah, Josh, thank you so much for doing that. It was really cool of you or whatever. It's like, hey, I don't, I hope you don't mind me asking, like, if I come across like a really great guest for your podcast, like, who would that be? Like, can I intro, like, or how do you do that? Right now, I, I could say, how do I become a guest on your podcast? But I'm not going to do that, right? right because right. I don't want to be too ca- So I'm going to ask them, you know, can I, you know, do you take recommendations? How do you do that? Right, blah, blah, blah. And they say, oh, well, you know, I, you know, and then I share, I don't know if I would be a fit. And listen, it would be a dream of mine, honestly, just as kind of a give back because I've just been such a fan of the work you've done, blah, 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 blah. You know, um, you know, and then I just say, you know, I've created two, you know, in my case, you know, Again, not everyone has this, but lead with, you know, I've spoke for, you know, for, you know, whatever authority thing that you could share. Like, so, you know, I listen, I work with da, 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 you know, and I create this outcome, you know, my case, you know, I've created two seven figure companies. I've spoke for the Tony Robbins organization, you know, love to, if you think I'd be a good guest, um, like who on your team would I talk to about that to, you know, for them to kind of vet me out or whatever. Um, And as a result, got invites to be on some pretty big podcasts. That's awesome. And it's all, like you said, leading with service, because if you continue to do that, they're just going to be like, man, this Josh guy has added so much value to us or that one thing he did for us. We're still using that or that connection he made. I'm on that podcast next week. And so every time these little touch points, they're doing that thing. They're on that podcast where you made the introduction maybe, or they're interviewing that amazing guest. They're thinking about Josh and then they go back to you. And what does Josh do? You see that they look at your LinkedIn profile and then boom, maybe they sign up to be your client your next 25K client for the following year, or maybe they refer someone to you, right? You mentioned that earlier. You have like someone's cousin's brother, sister. Yes. And now you have some lead that you're like, who is this client? I don't even maybe even know them. And you can't remember, or maybe you met them years ago, but they've been following your work. They've been getting value from your free content. And now they're ready and in a position to invest in themselves or in their business with your product or service. 
Totally. Yeah. Introductions. How much does it cost to make an introduction to someone if you know that they would truly, they're truly the kind of person that they want to meet, right? A potential client or customer or something like that, or another amazing podcast guest or something like that. I get, you know, right now I'm booked for, for folks to be on the Thoughtful Entrepreneur through the end of October. And we are 100% inbound. I don't go out chasing people. Like it's only because um, we've built up enough goodwill with all of our guests. And we let them know, just like, listen, if you ever come across someone that you think would be a great guest, send them our way. We would be thrilled to celebrate them. So now you think about the dynamic there. So my podcast guest goes, oh, wow. And now when they make an introduction to me, I'm going to say yes, because they know what my qualifications are. So now they look good. My previous guest looks good in front of their this a new friend here. I'm yeah. going to say yes. Makes me look good because I'm generous or whatever, right? <laughs> um, the you know the, the the new guest is like, man, these guys are both really nice, right? That's the world I want to enroll them into, right? Because and who knows what will happen? And you and that's the thing too is you got to trust the process. And I'm going to tell you that there's a lot of people that are hearing what we're talking about and they're going, this doesn't sound very efficient. This sounds like it's going to be a lot of work. Um, yeah. That, <laughs> and anyone tells you uh, who tells you otherwise, look at what they're selling. And that's all yep. I got to say. You know, it, it is <laughs> look at how absolutely. They're doing too. But here's the thing, right? If it takes you three to five years to build uh kick-ass six-figure income for the rest of your life, and you can walk away from corporate America, that's about the best retirement plan I've ever heard, yeah. uh, you know, in terms of like uh, other, you know, 401ks or whatever, you know, your employer is going to give you. So um, by all means, you know, start it on the side, start it slow, start it steady, keep it going, don't give up. When everybody else, another book I really highly recommend, um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. That's a good one. Um, the absolute best book. Uh, that was the best book that I read last year. Um, and that would be another one um, that I would highly recommend is you show up, <clears throat> you keep doing it. I have clients that, um, you know, they make 50 grand a month in YouTube ad revenue. And I'm like, well, how did you do it? They're like, I just kept making videos. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I, I don't know what, you know, and I got better at it. Obviously my content got better and better and better. And I, you know, it was definitely content that YouTube was looking for, um, but I, I kept on showing up. And when I say kept on showing up three videos a week for over a year with zero revenue, do right. you have the stomach to do that? If you do, chances are you're probably going to do pretty good in business. If you don't, you know, you got to learn your grit somewhere. And, um, and I'll, I'll tell you that that's, that's one thing I'm grateful for, for my military experience, because in the military, failure is not an option, right? It's, it's the mission and everything, mm -hmm. you know, you, you can't just say, oh man, this is too I hard. Like I guess I'm not going to do it. No, you don't, you know, yeah. <laughs> you don't say that. Yes. Such a foreign concept. Like me even <laughs> saying that, like, I can't, I, I, I want to laugh when I say that, but that's very common. People say, oh, it's really hard. I don't want to do that anymore. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and there is no growth in the comfort zone, right? And so you, you do right. need to be a little bit uncomfortable if you truly want growth. 100%. Lots of great things there. And I'm just thinking how funny it would be if you told, you know, one of the commanding officers out there, you know, I don't feel like doing this drill. I'm, I'm just going to go, you know, <laughs> sit on the side. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I wish sometimes hurt. Like, I don't want to so. walk anymore. I don't want to march anymore. Yeah. No, <laughs> a lot of us just need that accountability. And so I always recommend to people to find a friend or somebody who's maybe further along, or even if you have to pay an accountability coach, just to simply yes. hold you accountable 
that will go a long way because we say we want to do all these things, but when it comes down to it, uh, it's too much work. It's going to take longer than expected. But if you have yep. someone who's checking in with you, I have a thing on my post-it note now that my accountability partner is like, have you done that thing you said you were going to do? And I'm like, no. Yeah. You do and not so want a friend radar. for an accountability partner. You don't right. want someone that's going to let you off the hook. All they have to do is ask you two questions. Number one, did you do the thing? And if, we, if you say no, all they have to do is, why? You said you were going to do the thing and you didn't do it. What was going through, you know, what, what, what was the process that you went through? What was the, 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 the thought bubble that you had when you ultimately, you know, you, you said you weren't going to drink alcohol for the month, right? And then you did. So what was the, what was, not no judgment, but just tell me about your thought process, right. um, eating, dieting, going to the gym, all of that stuff. Say, that's all you need an account, accountability partner to do. And someone is not going to, you know, the, you know, they're going to ask that second follow-up question and you're going to have to be accountable to them. Exactly. That's where the power is because if you have the friend, oh, it's okay. Don't worry. You had a tough week. You know, they'll let you off the hook. F family does this too. You're working too hard, you know, take a oh, break. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Don't take that extra call. I'm like, no, I, I have to do this because I committed to myself. Yeah. And self-discipline can only take you so far sometimes when it gets very difficult. So yeah. Yeah. Lots of great things. Social media, same thing. You know, you can, yes. you can put the dumbest idea in the world for a business on there. I'm going to start a food truck. Never done that before in my life. I used to be an attorney, but this is, you know, my dream of starting a food truck. Guess what? Everyone's going to be like, yeah, you go, go get them for it. Go get, get, yeah. Go, go compete with hundreds of other food trucks in your neighborhood. You don't have no clue what you're doing. Go follow your dreams. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, you know, because there's that adage, right. That, that is, you know, um, do what you love. Right. And, and that's true to an extent. Um, but there's a major, major caveat there. And that is like, you know, it's, I think it's better. Like of all people, I heard Howard Stern say this, right. It's like <laughs> this stupid blankety blanket advice, right. It's just, you got to do what you're good at. And that's actually, I really like that advice. Don't do what you love, do what you're, you're, you're insanely good for whatever reason, you know, it's just because you, you've, and, and that's really what separates champions from regular run-of-the-mill folks is they do it bored. They, they keep loving it. Why do some people are just geniuses at math? It's because they don't tire of it. For whatever reason, they like it. You know, me doing a thousand podcast episodes. Why do I do that? Other people are like, you know, like they're, you know, they're like, they would Crazy. never do that. They just thinking about it exhausts them. It's because for some weird reason, I love it. <laughs> and I keep doing it and uh, I enjoy it a lot. Um, gaming, you know, I, I'm, or watching football. I'm just not really into it, but you know what? There are people that like, if they think that that's valuable, they can name all these stats and every player for the past, you know, 40, 50 years. Cool. I guess, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just not my jam, right. but you know, for other people it is. And um, we're all wired differently. And, and you, know, the, you know, the thing that you're wired for is a strong indicator of the thing that you should probably be doing. Um, Absolutely. Yep. I love that, Josh. And I think I heard Mark Cuban say it. There was a video that he had said something similar where if you do what you're good at, people love to do things that they're good at, right? So if you're mm, continuing to do that yeah. thing and you get better, you're going to actually start to love it, even if you didn't love it. I, I mean, there's like a fine line there. If you absolutely hate it and you don't want to do that thing at all, or you're selling yeah. something you're not no, passionate right. about, there's no alignment, but there are going to be things. It can't always be just roses and rainbows. There's going to be things that we don't like about any kind of business. Even if we love what we do 90% of the time, there's that 10%. Yeah. But as we get better, as we dial in our systems and our teams, 
maybe we could even learn to love that 10% a little bit more, or we could delegate that part. <laughs> yeah. And, and don't do it. Honestly, don't, don't do anything just because, Oh, I think I could make some money at this thing. Right. Like you can make money at about anything. Um, some things are a little bit easier than others. Um, but, you know, again, I, I think there's, you know, try to find what makes you truly unique in the world, right? What can I do? So my background, for example, you know, who else has had 2000 media appearances and blah, 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 you know, spoke, you know, done the things that I've done, right? So I should say, well, if I have this, 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 and this, and 99.9999% of the planet has never done these things. Can I use these very unique things to provide a service that I am uniquely qualified to do? And I, that's what I do. So that's why I don't have any bones about telling people, listen, this is absolutely my zone of genius. Um, and, and I don't know of anyone who, who, who obsesses on this, you know, talking about like, you know, high ticket sales systems, for example. Mm -hmm. um, I just, I don't know anybody that obsesses on it like I do. And I've got the results to back it up. Um, so henceforth, that's why I do what I do. And, and in fact, I, now I just, you know, I teach this for free. And, and in fact, that's amazing. So you're always leading with value. And I know we've got a couple of minutes left or actually like a minute left, but I could go over by a couple if you'd like to. I know we talked about proximity and familiarity familiarity were there any last points you wanted to oh jeez oh man <laughs> yeah the point version <laughs> okay if you want the long version here's the thing right is i'll teach you for free okay you have to meet one of these qualifications and i'll give you a free scholarship if you don't oh you're making money you could pay for it all right yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you if you are a uh, uh, military veteran owned business. If you are a woman owned business, minority owned business, LGBTQ owned business, if you are making $250,000 or under any of those qualifications in your business over the past 12 months, um, then I would love to give you um, our course for free. Now you have to click on the right link and that's the first test. <laughs> um, and, and that is if you go to upmyinfluence.com slash free, um, it'll explain our high ticket sales coaching program. Okay. Don't worry about the dollars and the ticket, whatever. Scroll down or do a control F on the page and find the word scholarship. Now, please learn about it first um, and don't sign up if you're not going to do anything. Cause that would be a waste of your time and my time and everybody's time yeah. and stuff like that. So don't do that. Sure. Um, but, but eventually make sure you find the button that says, do you qualify for free scholarship? Um, click on that button. It'll take you to a separate page where you can apply. And again, as long as you fit one of those qualifications, um, then I will give you uh, my high ticket sales coaching program for free. Right. It's the, the sprint version of the, the, the full one year program, um, but that's enough to keep you busy for a little while. And that is I'm going to dive deep in terms of um, this concept of what today you want to be doing is all of your activity should be leading toward increasing proximity because proximity is you and somebody else in a similar space. Maybe they're watching your content. Maybe they're hearing you or blah, blah, blah. They're reading you or whatever. They're getting to know you. They're in the room with you, right? So proximity, time together leads to familiarity. Familiarity then ultimately leads to know, like, and trust. So what we talk about is you want to create what's known as familiarity bias. Familiarity bias is when you run up to a celebrity and you're like, ah, like when I met Huey Lewis in the green room, right? I was, I tried so hard to play it cool and I could not. 
<laughs> and um, I think I wasn't too bad. So anyway, but I definitely wanted to get a picture with him. An Ussie, yeah. uh, as they say in the UK, I took an Ussie with him. Um, and um, yeah, so, you know, that's what you want to create. So you want to create systems that lead to um, familiarity bias because then they feel like they know you. And then ultimately when you get to spend time with them, and again, you have to think about and consider who it is that you're trying to build time with. Are they higher than you and in business? And if so, you're going to have to give away something pretty darn valuable in order to earn their attention. But then they're going to build up that know, like, and trust. And that's who we do business with. Okay. My neighbor, boy, absolute Karen, um, she's a good Karen. Um, and, uh, I, you know, when we moved to the neighborhood, uh, I said, well, what do you do? You know, what do you guys do? And she goes, well, you own a landscaping company. I'm like, oh, cool. Well, I just hired these other knuckleheads. Cause I saw a flyer or whatever like that. I didn't know who to hire or someone else made a recommendation for somebody else. And she goes, well, we're more expensive. They're 80, we're $120 a month. And I'm like, I don't care. I like you guys. Like I'm cool <laughs> spending an extra $40 a month. If I life. know that like I can do business with my friends. And so if you look at who, um, for the most part, um, who generally high ticket purchasers are and who do they ultimately decide to collaborate with, do joint ventures with, partner with, buy big ticket coaching and that sort of thing. And they do with people that they already have relationships with. So your goal should not be to sell to them. Your goal should be to build relationships with your future clients. So yes. what are the ways that you can earn that relationship? So, so Chris, the, 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 the upmyinfluence.com slash, and it's, by the way, it's www.upmyinfluence.com slash free. And that's where you get the free thing. Okay. Awesome. The free course. And it's the sprint course on my high ticket sales coaching program. Wonderful. I'll be sure to link all that up in the show notes. Yeah, then- sweet. Before I let you go, Josh, what what is one key takeaway that you want someone to implement today? (laughs) Well, if for some reason you weren't paying attention when I was talking about the generosity when you get out of bed, please do that thing. Um, You might want to go go back. In fact, if uh, listen, if I could recommend one thing is if you are listening to this podcast passively, um, I feel like. uh, You know, the value and the content that I was sharing is based on decades of business business experience, right? Some, a lot of failures and a lot of successes. Um, If you go back and maybe just find some of those key parts and write down notes and set action items for yourself, you find an accountability partner and you ask yourself, what are the things you're going to commit to? And by the way, you know, number one should be, how can I be more generous in every part of my business, right? How can I improve my authority in every part of my business, uh, and how can I better leverage platform in every part of my business? Um, come talk to me in 12 months because you will be radic- You will be in a radically different place in your business. I promise you that. I truly believe that. Well, Josh, this has been so fun. We've talked about a lot of great stuff and I've been furiously writing notes myself. So thank you once again. And everyone make sure to go get that free, uh, free course if you qualify for it. If you're doing more than that, then you know maybe go, go purchase it because you're doing pretty good. <laughs> But yeah, Josh, thanks once again. And I'll let you know as soon as this episode is live. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you, Chris. Welcome back, listeners. I hope you enjoyed that interview. As it turns out, Josh's security team came by and did a sweep for bugs. So I had to record this the manual way. Hack Josh's computer. If you like spying on Josh, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you want more ways to spy on Josh, visit upmyinfluence.com. As always, this is Morse code over and out.